The man who discovered the blood moons is here with us. This is not good. This is one bucket wow. of pancakes. The man of the toupee. He's on the front page of New York There's no respect for white European males anymore. podcast the podcast about propaganda and the people who peddle it i'm travis reyes i'm kenny man and i'm amazing <laughs> <laughs> i'm amador salazar and i'm amazing yeah and uh that was the theme song to uh our subject today's radio show uh jesse lee peterson that's the intro to a show um i didn't find a bad quality one that's just the quality it is on the show <laughs> so yeah um one take jake <laughs> yeah i don't um i don't know what to say about this guy going into it i am endlessly entertained by him but he's also the scariest guy i think we've covered so far yeah i mean he's okay so like you know how Fox News, they're, like, trotting out Candace Owens during all this Black Lives Matter and, like, police brutality protests and stuff? Yeah. Uh, this is the guy that, like, the Proud Boys and, like, alt-right weirdos, like, this is who they go to, I feel like. Yeah. And, <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Um... There was so much. I, I was telling you guys in the text, we could just play like a three-hour day of a show and it would be funnier than any podcast I ever record. Because a lot of the shit he does is super funny. The first clip, uh, the first day I listened to it, 
it, uh, he, the first word he said was he just went like, fat lesbians. And he went like, that's what Black Lives Matter is. And he just kept calling them fat black lesbians. And then he kept it's calling a very the mayor. Strong intro for a podcast. Then he kept calling the mayor of Chicago a fat black lesbian. Yeah. And yeah, just every woman. He was like, they're fat black, even if they were black. And I was like, okay, this is kind of funny. And then he was like, uh, black people were better off uh, during the Jim Crow era. And I was like, oh, yeah, this guy's not funny. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Did, uh, did you guys find anything about his childhood or his past at all? So, oh, go ahead, Ken. <laughs> uh, uh, not really. I kind of figured out uh, that he grew up on a plantation during the Jim Crow era, that his great-grandparents were, were slaves, and that his parents uh, just kind of left him there. Yeah, so, I, I found yeah, he was raised by his grandparents, right? His yeah, great-grandfather got lynched. Then... His great-grandfather got lynched. I found, like, a thing about that. Jesus. So, it's... <laughs> yeah, his par- he was raised by his grandparents, from what I found, and his grandpa was, like, a weird... I think his grandpa's where he gets a lot of the ideas from. Oh, shit. That are like, racism can't affect you if you just work hard. Racism is not real. Just, like, work your way out of it. Yeah. He's he's all over the place, man. Like, but, you know, from what I gathered, from what I heard on his show, uh, is basically all of the rioting and looting is like chaotic female energy it turns out both petersons <laughs> have like the same ideology yeah except uh, for this guy's like vehement he boy like no like slavery was cool and good and jordan peterson like won't <laughs> say that even if he believes it but this guy yeah it says here in the in the like little biography thing i found of him it said that his grandfather uh his grandparents both like told him that like anti-black racism didn't exist but only like like if a white person judges a black person it's not because they're black it's because they have like an awful spirit or morals (laughs) do you do you think like they told him that to like shield him from the shitty reality that he was growing up in i don't know um because I mean, it seems like that would be easier to say to a kid, like, oh, they're just, they have a bad spirit and not, oh, they hate us because, Yeah, you know? and that's the thing. I couldn't find much about, like, you know, there's not a lot about his family's life besides the great-grandfather yeah. was lynched. But I don't know how, you know, the grandparents were as yeah. far as, like, you know, when, I, I have no idea. So I don't know if it was to shield them or if they're legitimately kind of like weird sympathizers. I have no fucking idea, dude. Um, yeah, I, I think any any of it is possible just based on how insane and self-hating <laughs> well, his show seems. Well, apparently in the 60s, 70s, he moved to Los Angeles and he had uh, some drug problems and just was like banging everyone. Uh, which apparently he says is because he didn't have a father figure. He blames it on that, which is weird now considering what we'll hear. 
Um, but yeah, he also apparently um, used to like listen to like he was a follower of like Louis Farrakhan for a while, which wow. is weird how he jumped from <laughs> Farrakhan to fucking what he is now. Uh, but he blames his not the whole, to him he credits, but I'm gonna blame it. He blames his political <laughs> change on like a white guy who uh, kind of became his father figure in Los Angeles. Like, Wait, just, there's like a, he met like an older white guy who became like a father figure to him uh, in Los shit. Angeles, and he credits him for the kind of change in himself. Boy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean... Yeah, so there's that. And then he started, like, a weird kind of cult thing that, Kenny, I think you have more information on. Bond? Yeah. 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 Or it's called the Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny. And it's, like, a weird uh, organization that targets young men, but young black men specifically. And basically yeah. blames, like, all societal ills on, like, you being angry at your mom and not having a dad in your life. I, one of the things I was reading about that is that, like, they were saying, like, kind of running down, like, how it could be considered a cult. And apparently, like, Jesse Lee Peterson, as the leader, says that he believes in, like, what does it say? He believes... He believes in sin, but he also believes he's free from sin and morally perfect. Which is insane to think. Oh, shit. He's like, everyone sins, but not me. I'm, like, morally perfect. So that's very much uh, culty, is to be yeah. like, I have zero sin. You all have sin and must repent. Uh, he also, like, apparently would just, like, berate the shit out of these kids. Like, you just call them betas in a week if they want to, like, do what he said and shit. So there's, like, a lot of, like, cult kind of um, personality stuff going on in this weird Bond organization. Did you know that there's a board of directors? No, who's on it? Uh, uh, I only found two people that for sure are on it. Louis Farrakhan. Uh, Sean Hannity's on it. Oh, no. Nice. And uh, Dennis Prager is also on the board. Oh, oh. awesome! Oh, friend of the awesome show. Awesome that these people have the best interest <laughs> of, black of young black males. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing I found too that I thought was pretty funny is he started a thing called the uh, South Central Tea Party, <laughs> which, um, like, when I say South Central Tea Party, what's the first thing that comes into your head? Because uh, it's wrong, and it's mostly it's mostly white people in the South Central Tea yeah. Party, and turns out like all the people at this South Central Tea Party were holding signs that said um, South Bay Tea Party, and the South Bay in California is uh, Manhattan Beach, Hermosa Beach, and Ranchos Palos Verdes, uh, also El Segundo, which are all like wealthy areas right. of California. Uh, so. Jesse Lee Peterson just, like, found, like, a bunch of rich white kids that were already Tea Party people, and then was just like, yeah, South, South Central, close enough, and he just named it 
the South Central Tea Party, and they just show up at like NAACP rallies and screaming about Obama and abortions and shit. Which yeah. I don't know, pretty cool. <laughs> pretty cool thing to do <laughs> is just show up with your all white South Central Tea Party group and just scream about Obama being a Maoist and shit or whatever the fuck weird things they believe in. Yeah. I mean, yeah, th- this whole thing is insane. I there, I don't know. I went to the Bond website, uh, rebuildingtheman.com, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> which is an awesome domain name. Uh, but uh, there's a lot of shit on here where I was just like, this is fucking weird like there's like a, a whole mission statement um there's seven commitments that they have uh daily prayer which is to help young men forgive and overcome anger work you know i'm sorry i'll let you continue but you know what's weird about his whole thing about overcoming anger this guy's like the angriest person like a lot of, if you watch his like man the street segments where he goes to like women's women's marches and like you know like a pro-choice rallies. It's just him with a microphone getting at people's faces being like, you aren't dumb. You're stupid. You're an idiot. And then when them, and then when they're like, hey, fuck you, he's like, oh, you're racist. Would you say to a black man, you racist, <laughs> dumb idiot? Like, he's the angriest dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. my favorite. Like, I watched several of those clips. Like, his entire show is saying, racism doesn't exist, but every time he does a man on the street yeah. segment, he's like, people are racist to me. <laughs> But but it's funny because they always start with him like it's just people like you know peacefully protesting and then him being like you dumb idiot and then being like fuck you and then being like oh are you racist are you racist do you think all black people are dumb and like no just you god damn all right sorry what are more of his mission statements for his uh, <laughs> uh, Sean Hannity oh, Dennis Prager cult yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, work. So you've got to learn a trade, start a business, or start a career. Um, marriage. You have to get uh, married gotta, to Sean Hannity? Yeah, but specifically you have to get married before you have children. So get married to Sean Hannity before you have children. Okay, and then you can fuck all you want once you're Sean Hannity's. Yeah, once you're Come one boy. of his many, many <laughs> spouses. <laughs> you can all have right. your own kids. It's fine. Uh, fatherhood, uh, you, so you have to be a father for your child. Hmm. Which... What if your child is Jesse Lee Peterson? Because oh, his fuck. dad uh, didn't follow that step. Abandoned. <laughs> and it's okay if I say that because I have two dead dads. So <laughs> I'm immune. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so fatherhood, uh, what else do we got from both Pete Man? Hive. Height? Tithe? You know, like like ten percent of your income goes to like oh, a okay. church or whatever. I thought you said height, like you have to be <laughs> like six foot. <laughs> you gotta be a long boy. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, mentor. So you have to mentor another young man, which deepens the impact of the bond program. Hmm. Uh, Sounds like indoctrination to me. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to give. Give back to your community and your country. 
by spreading weird lies about the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah, calling them all fat black lesbians. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This fucking organization's insane, man. Like, they, they have a men's conference every year. Okay. And it's held the Saturday before Father's Day. Um, like all the issues that he has are so on the nose. It's amazing that he doesn't take them. Yeah, it's... <laughs> he literally built an entire organization about his inability to get over his own father issues. Well, we'll get into some of the callers uh, later on. But like every <laughs> single caller would like call in and be like, "Yeah, I think that like Pakistani should go back to the country. I hate Pakistani people," and he'd be like. Oh, cool. I agree with you. I hate Pakistani people, too. What's your relationship like with your father? And they'll just be like, I don't know. I never met my dad. And then they'll talk for like 20 minutes about how like this guy's sad. This Nazi's sad. He doesn't have a dad. Every single caller is like that. They're all just like dudes who are like, I don't know. I don't know my dad or my mom didn't love me enough. Yeah, man. It, I don't know. It's, it's really weird. Like... It, so at this men's conference, so here's some of the people that have spoken at it. Uh, so they say they recruit young black males, but I don't know how successful they are just based off of this list. Because so there's Jacob Wall, Owen Benjamin, Mike Cernovich, uh, members of the Proud Boys. It just says members of the Proud Boys. <laughs> That's like uh, that's like when like you play like for like a YMCA rec league, and they're just like, hey, at the end of the season you'll get to meet members of the Spurs, and then like at the end of the season you get to meet like a towel boy or like a the guy who puts yeah. the tape on the knees. It's like technically you met a member of the Spurs, but in this case you're just meeting random white supremacist non jerk off <laughs> virgin boys. <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah this, i don't i don't believe that this organization is successful in recruiting young black males yeah why would you yeah why would you want to just sign up for a weekend <laughs> hang with members of the proud boys and jacob wall <laughs> yeah, this is insane uh by the way uh bond is uh seeking a public relations or social media intern if any of y'all are interested oh i applied for that yeah (laughs) (laughs) also they're uh they're a tax exempt charity i think something like that yeah so they don't pay taxes either nice (laughs) that's good for them and the proud boy random proud boy speakers what a fucking weird thing like you can't even make up, like, a title for the Proud Boys you have to speak there? Like, I don't know. Secretary of <laughs> because... the Proud Boys Portland chapter? You're just, like, random Proud Boys will be here. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so fucking weird. With this guy, though, like, I could almost see him, like, seeing on, like, a website. It just says, we are the Proud Boys. And he'd just literally be like, oh, these boys are very proud. I should have them on my man show. Yeah, and then they're like, we're actually Nazis. He's like, that's fine. I'm a Nazi too, apparently. <laughs> He's like, oh, I keep finding all of them somehow. Yeah. Through my weird group. Yeah. So, from what I like gathered, this guy, he had like a weird, like he started like a janitorial business. That's how he made his money. Yeah. 
uh, and he just turned it into whatever the fuck this is. <laughs> I, I have no fucking idea, dude. I don't. I don't know how any of that works. I don't know one how I, I get. I don't know. I have friends that like have shitty businesses that are successful somehow. <laughs> but sure, I. Yeah, but I don't know how this guy got taken like seriously. So. Uh, you sent a clip that I thought was from a Bill Maher show. It is. It's it's from his first show. No, yeah, that's clip. what I'm saying. I thought when you sent it to me, I was like, oh, shit, this is from, like... Real time? Yeah, I thought it was, like, a recent thing. And you're like, oh, it's from Politically Incorrect. But that show got canceled, like, after 9-11. <laughs> Yeah, this was a year before that, basically, that clip. Uh, let's see if this is the clip. Well, uh, not to beat a dead horse, but uh, Jesse Jackson, some say, is doing that. Another Reverend Jesse. Yeah, no. <laughs> he is, uh, he's, he's calling for a day of outrage, I think you call it, moral outrage, uh, from Martin Luther King Day on January 15th until the inauguration on the 20th. I don't know exactly what he wants us to do, uh, but apparently be morally outraged for those five days because what he says is that uh, he calls it a coup d'etat that happened here in America uh, with Florida. <laughs> Obviously, you've never been in a real coup d'etat. <laughs> Hold on, so is Bill Maher against uh, Jesse Jackson, too? Is that why he had Jesse Lee Peterson on? Because he's like, I hate um, Jesse Jackson. I don't know. I honestly don't know why they had Jesse Lee Peterson on. But, I mean, so the context of this clip is basically, this is after the Bush v. Gore election, right? And the Supreme Court just decided to give you right. know, the election to George Bush. That's what happened. And Bill Maher's like, really? A coup d'etat? I mean, it's obviously it's not a, like a literal coup d'etat, but... It's like you've never heard Jesse Jackson uh, speak before, who's like very flowery and theatrical with the way he speaks. Yeah. It's almost like a professional comic doesn't understand, you know, showmanship. Dumb sack of <laughs> shit, fucking Bill Maher. <laughs> I'm a stand-up comic, and I take everything literally. Fuck you, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> dumb sack, dumb asshole. Ugh. Yeah, he's a fucking moron. Oh, um, dude, I'm gonna lose I mean, my he... shit whatever we do with Bill Maher episode. I'm gonna fuck. We're gonna get our podcast shut down because I'm gonna fucking threaten to murder him so many times. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say like the rest of the clip kind of gives you an idea of how Jesse Lee Peterson feels about Jesse Jackson. Yeah, I just wanted to pause it to ask that question because it seems very much like uh, the audience agrees with Jesse Jackson's sentiment and then Bill Maher's like obviously you don't know what a coup is it's like well obviously you don't know anything you stupid white idiot yeah. alright here we go I'll play the rest of the clip while I calm down <laughs> you know, what you have to realize about Jesse Jackson Jesse Jackson is a racist demigod and he's built a career on keeping black people down keeping them angry brainwashing them to control them for his own personal gain and they have lost that power Speak now. your mind, right? <laughs> no need to sugarcoat it here, sir. Speak up. No, he, 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 he's really? losing ground. And so he's like out of control right Jesse now. Jesse Jackson's out for personal gain? Absolutely. I mean, look at it. Uh, for his family, they have a father and a mother. 
Uh, his children have gone to the best of schools, but for the rest of black Americans, he offered them the public school system, governmental program, and that is to keep yeah. them down. Why not offer them the same thing he offers his own okay. family? We'll have it our second annual National Day of Repudiation of Jesse Jackson on Dr. Mm -hmm. King's birthday. It sounds to me like somebody's a little jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, so, so in 2000, um, 1999, he was already having, like, the second annual, like, Fuck Jesse Jackson Day? Yeah. On MLK Day? On MLK Day. Ooh, okay. Yeah, so, I don't know. Of Fucking, of course, it was Bill Maher who gave this guy a platform. Like, I'm sure this was his, one of his first kind of big... Uh, but I don't know, man. It just seems... I mean, that Bond organization's been around since 1991. So that's like, yeah. I don't know how how popular he was, you know, at, at the initial start of, you know, setting that up. But, but obviously, like, he, he wrote books, too, that were very, uh, I don't know, just the, like, any edgy premise you can think of. Oh, yeah, he wrote, like, books about how, like, black leaders are grifters and shit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so shit that would, like, sell <laughs> for idiots. Well, he literally runs a cult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, runs a cult well, Tucker so Peterson's like, a part of. Bill Maher's whole thing is propping up white supremacists. It's good to see that he was doing that, like, 20 years ago, too. Yeah, dude, he's... You call him what you want, but he's definitely not a salad. He has been doing... <laughs> Awful work for two decades, <laughs> at least. Um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, so, I think that brings us to uh, modern day JP, JLP. Yeah. Uh, because we have a lot of clips to get through. Because like I said, just the second you turned it on, I was like, everything here we could just play a full episode. Because he's insane. Um but there's there was he does a lot of things where he's like kind of in um he just kind of rambles on and i don't know what the fuck he's saying it's all convoluted and i texted you guys in the group uh i sent you like a like a timestamp. i'm like listen to this because i'm pretty sure he's defending apartheid but i was stoned as shit and i was like i listened to it three times i couldn't make sense of what it was and Great. both of you were like, it sounds like it, but I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Because he just rambles on. So I just yeah. googled um, Jesse Lee Peterson, Apartheid, and the first thing that comes up is a uh, rightwingwatch.org video with him and uh, Lauren Southern, who's a literal uh, Nazi, uh, talking about how Nelson Mandela is the worst and... Um, South Africa would be better with apartheid. So I'm going to play a little bit of that. Thought that Nelson Mandela was an evil man. And when they brought him here to our country, presented him as a good person, I'm saying, no, Nelson Mandela is head of the ANC. He's not a good man. Do you agree with me that Nelson Mandela was an evil man? Well, the fact that he introduced his 
opposition with 57 public bombings and was part of the Communist Party, I don't think that's an opinion. I think it's an objective statement. Yes. If he had been white or even Asian or anything but black and during the time he was in, I think that there would be far more criticism. And certainly we can speak of his wife as well, the tactics like yeah. necklacing they used against other blacks who simply wanted to work with the government at the time. It's so yeah, I'm not going to play any more of that because this is a Nazi lady saying yeah, Nazi shit. Fuck that shit. But yeah. uh, it's... But yeah, that was like a very surprise. And then literally everything I had a question on that I was like, is he defending this? Because he had like weird things where he was like, black people were better, uh, were actually more free during Jim Crow. And I was like, he has to be mis like misspeaking. And I Google it and he was like, the first quote I found when I put him, uh, and I put Jim Crow, Jesse Lee Peterson, was a quote of him saying, uh, Picking cotton's not, like, hard work. Have you ever done it? It's fun. It's a fun thing to do. So, I, yeah. It's, it's oh, yeah, really... it's not fun. I, my parents did it, and they, like, there's, like, a barb. Like, if you, you, like, get cuts and shit. Like, yeah. it's, it's not a fun job. And your fucking, like, even, your knees and your back are all fucked. Show. It's not, it's not fun work. Yeah, it's not at all fun work. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's fucking insane that like he's talking to a Nazi. He's like, Nelson Mandela is bad, right? They're like, yeah, he's a communist. And Winnie Mandela, him and Winnie Mandela wanted to stop other black people from working with the government. It's like, oh, you mean the apartheid government? government? You fucking Nazi! You're a Nazi. You don't get to have an opinion on things besides Nazi things. And even then, you don't get to have that. <laughs> Uh, all right. Um, yeah, here's a... So, yeah, I'm going to go right into a clip of uh, one of his callers. This is a long clip, probably a longest clip, but I think it's worth it to uh, listen to the whole thing. So, uh, okay. strap in, because this is going to be a ride. <laughs> if you, I, you know, I was looking at the History Channel the other day, and it showed uh, the Civil War and all that stuff that was happening. White people were yeah. white people were strong, especially men. They were strong men, and they had no yeah. fear. What happened to the whites that they fell and caved in to fear? So, um, I have a theory, right? But nobody's like, not everyone's gonna agree, right? Because that's my personal <laughs> opinion. So, not everyone's gonna agree. But my theory <laughs> is that after we allowed this sort of like. How do I how do I phrase this without being provocative to you? So yeah, real quick, this is not a good sign. Basically, so long to get his question out. We're like, yeah. how do I phrase this racist thing? You can phrase it however you want. He is said picking cotton's fun, dude. You don't have to fucking tiptoe <laughs> for this guy. All right. To you, um, we let this wave of immigration into the Anglosphere. Because, like, before it was, like, it was, okay, do you want me to be honest about the Anglosphere? Like, the five countries, it was basically an ethnostate in your generation. Like, you were basically, like, the really, like, <laughs> less than 10%. Now it's sort of, like, because we let those, that immigration wave, um, Ooh, yeah. now Ooh. they're sort of building onto the Hold on, did you hear that? Where he was, like, we left those, uh, I mean, oof, he was going to say some fucked up shit, Anthony. <laughs> yep. 
Yeah, so uh, so far on our Nazi bingo card, we got this guy's crossed them all off. Civil, talk about the Civil War, <laughs> the Anglosphere, which is some weird marble thing. <laughs> uh, I, uh, he almost said, like, those animals are the N-word. He uh, said, uh, he said ethnostate. Uh, so, so yep. far, we got, a, we got a bingo. That's a bingo, remember, from uh, Gore's Bastards? Also about a Nazi. All right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> And now I feel like because of all the numbers, white people feel under threat, under attack, because we don't want to be replaced, especially when our ancestors are part of this nation. And our white people. America, Australia, New Zealand, the UK. This this whole BLM thing, this whole trade (laughs) shouldn't be going on in the UK because blacks don't have no business in the UK. That's not even their ancestral homeland. I mean, I'm being frank with you. I'm not going to lie to you. I appreciate that, but did white people know that they had this much fear before the attack started? What was that? Did white people know that they were afraid to stand up before all this happened? Uh, If you look at history, um, well, there was segregation and like most white countries, but um, especially America. I mean, that's your generation. So they kind of did have a fear. That's your generation. But I don't feel like I feel like they were too complacent. This guy's Canadian, by the way. So that's why, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. So, um, and and I'm sorry. I know this clip's long, but when I heard this live. It's worth it because it blew my mind the fucking turd it takes. All right, here we go. <laughs> yeah. So this is already I feel like, like they loud. So bad. He, yeah, oh, he's literally just saying like Nazi things. He's like, it was better when whites had their own countries that only whites could be in, and we were fr- America was afraid. That's why they had segregation. That's. I would say. Sorry. Go ahead. Go, go, go. I, I do like one thing about Jesse Peterson is that he's like, how come you white people are pussies? Like, what? <laughs> I do like that. I mean, he wants them to do awful shit, but uh, he's like, how come all white people are fucking afraid of pussies? Yeah, it is very weird to have, like, a guy who's like, uh, like, I want white people to be more awful. It makes me mad that they're afraid to be more awful. It's it's a very weird dynamic. Yeah, it's like, why are y'all so scared of me specifically? <laughs> Please kill me. I want to die. He's like, well, check this out. I'm Canadian, but I don't know if you know your history. Y'all are free now, and that's on you guys. That's and, your generation. And I and it's scary to me. I'm scared yeah. that you're free. And I want to live <laughs> in the Anglosphere, which is where Thanos lives. <laughs> stupid Nazi asshole. Alright. Let's play some more of Nazi Boy. Stumble his way through his uh, Nazi speech. Do you have anger? Uh, I, 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 I wouldn't call it I would not define it as anger. I'd define it sort of as like misguided a little. Um, Do you have anger? 
I don't like that word because <laughs> when you label as someone as angry, you sort of like label them as irrational too. Those sort of synonyms. You know what I mean? So do you have anger? <laughs> <sighs> sort of, yeah. I guess you could phrase it like that, I guess. Do you have I anger? Really like that word. <laughs> <laughs> it's like quit beating um, around the bush. Yeah, I, I guess you could say I do. Okay, fine. Do you have I'll, anger? I'll yes, yes, I do. I do. I do. And where did your I'm anger guilty, come from? Where did it come from? How old were you when you first realized you had anger? So, I feel like, okay, so that's another topic. So, I feel like this whole propaganda anti-white push started, like, in 2015. Like, that's when, like, the real, like, radicalization came. So I feel like they like sort of pushed it onto us, like starting at 2015. It's always been there. How old were you, Brandon, when you realized you first had anger? Uh, I was in my teens. <laughs> and where did it come from? It came from certain things that I noticed, uh, you know, certain type of stats, certain type of crimes on the internet and like that sort of thing. Uh, were you people, raised by you know, your father? Nope. Have you forgiven your mother for causing you to become angry? So, uh, <laughs> no, not really. I mean, why not? Well, I feel like she, how do I say this? I feel like she made like some bad decisions, you know? So why not? Like I feel like she made bad decisions like most women do. Yeah. Like they fall for the bad guy and all that sort of thing. Um, and, and this and this whole thing that's going on, this whole mass. Have you gone and forgiven her? For, have you gone and forgiven her for that? <laughs> I mean, I've I've come around it, but it's like it's kind of hard to, you know. And I and I can't forgive my father either because, you know, he he's a degenerate. So. Have you gone and forgiven your mother for causing you to become angry? Nope. Why not? Uh, because, well. <laughs> People have responsibilities, right? And I feel like they have to uh, own up to it and, you know, kind of deal with, you know, it at face value. And... Well, what... Okay, it, it cut off, but at the end he goes like, you got to let go of your anger because that's a woman's trait. <laughs> Which is crazy that yeah. he goes, he like go, he like good role hunting's this Nazi into like admitting he's afraid. Like this guy just like kept, keeps rambling about the white ethno saying, he's like, do you have, do you have anger? Just like we need to get back to like pure Aryan. Do you have anger? Until he's like, yeah, my guy, my dad wasn't around. <laughs> and he's just like, well, you gotta forgive him, but you're a lady. That kind of rules. That's how every call works. That's how every call on this show is, except one we'll talk about in a minute, which is super crazy. But um, every single call on his shows like this, where it's some guy who's just like racist as shit for like. 15 minutes, and then Jesse is like, all right, so, like, which one of your parents wasn't around when you were a kid? And they just complain about, like, their parents for, like, 20. It's crazy. It's very weird. Yeah, man, all his, like, philosophy is centered around, like, talking about relationships, like, as if everything revolves around mother-father dynamics. It's really weird. Yeah. Well, and also, he has, like, a weird thing where he's just, like, 
for a lot of these callers, it's the dad who wasn't around. And he's like, oh, you got to forgive your mother for pushing your dad away. Like, your dad wanted to be there for you, but your mom was just such, like, an awful bitch that your dad had to leave. So forgive your mom for that. It's yeah, never, it's like, like... Women are crazy. Yeah, it's never, like, uh, oh, your dad's a shithead. It's always, like, oh, your mom made your dad leave. This guy, he's a weird dude. Um, it's kind of manipulative, too. Like, like he'll, like, see if you have, like, this weakness in, like, you know, your past, and then just, like, use it against you to, like, join his weird cult. <laughs> his, his Proud Boy cult? Yeah. It's kind of cool that all these Nazis have, like, the same fear of being replaced by their stepdad or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all, like, mad at black people, and then Jesse is like, you have fear 72 times, and they're like, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm mad at my dad, because he didn't play Legos with me when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh yeah all these are fucking god they're so like i don't know it's surprising to me like that that caller just through that interaction like that guy almost had a break like a breakthrough like a therapeutic oh you know what's crazy like, never thought about this at all before do you, you know what's crazy is uh they talk a little bit longer and jesse goes you gotta go to break. Can you stay on the line? He goes, yeah. And then he comes back and he's like, all right, we're here with whatever. Nancy George, or the fuck this guy's name is. <laughs> and the guy had hung up the phone. So I think he was like, he was starting to have a breakthrough. And then I think the guy got scared and hung up and just kept Nazi-ing. I hope the Nazi killed himself. <laughs> that would be great if this is all just like a weird, like, his grift is to just be like, I'm gonna like pretend to be like I'm on these Nazis' side, and then when they call it, I'm just gonna ask them about their dad <laughs> until they have a breakthrough and murder themselves. <laughs> That'd be fucking awesome. I'd watch a movie about that. It's just like a therapist who <laughs> gives free therapy sessions to Nazis until they all kill themselves. <laughs> all right, uh, this next clip I'm gonna play is. Um, I didn't want to cut a lot of the clip because I, quite frankly, I think it's tasteless and bad. Where he plays a clip on a show of a white guy getting killed by the cops. Uh, it's a guy who called in. He called for help for. Um, he was dealing with like a mental illness, like some episode. And he called the cop. He called nine one one, and they sent the cops, and the cops killed him. He was a white guy, right, and right, obviously right. he's using that as like no one cared when it happened to this guy. Um, and I didn't want to play any of it because it's it's disturbing, and I think what he's doing is dangerous in that. Uh, right. But this did come out of it. Charges of misdemeanor and deadly conduct. Unable to prove the officers at rest recklessly beyond a at rest recklessly at rest. Recklessly beyond <laughs> officers at rest. Recklessly beyond a reasonable doubt officers at Recklessly. <laughs> imagine, imagine you listen to this guy because you think he's smart. And you're like, this guy is like where I get my news and what's happening in politics. And then he does this. 
unable to prove the officers act recklessly. <laughs> like, imagine listening to Democracy Now! and fucking that happens. Like, I'm Amy Good, like, Amy Good, he's just like, <laughs> in the middle of a story. Or like Sam Cedar, he's just like talking about Trump and he goes like, Trump acts right. <laughs> He'd be like, I don't think this guy is okay. I don't think I should be getting my news from this fucking guy. I would stop listening immediately. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah, didn't I stop know. listening it's immediately. Like... I rewound it 17 times. <laughs> so what were you going to say? Oh, I was gonna say I wouldn't listen to it just because I was like I don't know if this is a hate crime to be listening to this and like just fucking laughing at this guy. Like, you know what it is, Amador? It's I need to at recklessly beyond. It's and look, it's it's kind of fucked up to make fun of the way people talk, but also I had a stutter growing up, which is why I can't say words sometimes, and also this guy. Uh, thinks Nelson Mandela is a criminal, so fuck off. Hey, it's okay to make fun of this guy for anything. Yeah, he's, uh, I, I forgot what the name of the group is, but he's, like, it's like Blacks Against Immigration or something crazy <laughs> like that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah, like, this guy hates it, immigrants, he's xenophobic. Uh, if you go to his merch store, uh, he has a hoodie that you can buy that says oh the wall going up uh so that's <laughs> a thing that he sells uh, he, yeah he also sells a shirt that says uniting the races with truth instead of dividing them with lies oh yeah that's like the tagline when he comes in after that fucking insane theme song yeah that's he just says what that it, yeah well, I mean, if you go to his Patreon, it says that he's creating shows and videos to unite the races with truth. So he has a Patreon. Yeah, <laughs> it's a thousand six hundred fourteen dollars a month <laughs> <laughs> from ninety dumbasses. Uh, they're all people who want to talk about their daddy. I'm uh, sick of my yeah, daddy. Much. All right. Jesse. Yeah, um, let's hear from another caller. And this, I don't, um, me and Kenny have heard this, and I want you to listen carefully and then give me your opinion about what you think this is. Um, after I play a little bit of it. I want to go to Belgium. <laughs> a first-time caller, Frederick. Oh, amazing. Frederick, welcome to the show. You're on the air. Hello, Jesse. How are you doing? All this world, sir. How are you? My heart is bleeding, man. It's bleeding. And why? Because uh, I, I, I just don't understand this hatred that, that's spreading like this. You, you, you know, there was a manifestation recently in Belgium. Again, Black Lives Matter. They keep... Okay, so what are your thoughts on that? Is that a real Belgian guy? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It, it sounds like an open micer doing an impression of a Belgian guy. 
So weird. it's either he's getting pranked or like his people were like, let's pretend to be a guy from Belgium and call it. <laughs> but I'm excited, Jesse, and he will say amazing. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's a real guy, but also, um, Kenny, I don't know if this was you or if it was with my friend Jeff. Um, one time there was this Russian guy who worked at the Half Price Books we used to hang out at. And uh, it was either Kenny or Jeff, one of you, was like... Because it was uh, Jeff's, Jeffrey. Yeah, because he was like, dude, we know your accent's fake. Like, he thought the guy was doing a bit. And then the guy, like, took off his, like, work shirt. And he had, like, weird, those weird, like, Eastern promises, like, KGB tattoos all over his body. And, uh, yeah, I never went back to the bookstore ever again. <laughs> so I could be wrong. I... I mean, I told a weird Russian mafia guy that his accent was fake, so I don't know. Apparently, I don't know fucking what accents sound like. But that sounded fake to me, and I don't know why a guy from Belgium would be listening to Jesse Lee Peterson. <laughs> because he's, like, for all these weird white supremacists, like, he's the, he's the black voice of reason for them. That makes sense. Yeah. It's what is my theory about this whole thing. <laughs> oh, man. this is How crazy would it be if this guy's, like, big and, like, only Belgium? Like, if you look <laughs> at, like, his, his numbers everywhere else, they're, like, low, and in Belgium, he's, like, their Howard Stern. <laughs> There's, like, a weird big contingency of the population that's just, like, a storm front, like, organization, <laughs> and they can't get enough of his goddamn... Stupid show that starts with a stupid sentence. <laughs> <laughs> it's just them being like, oh, if we called in and talked about our dad, he would never own us. <laughs> their wooden his, shoes or whatever the fuck they were in Belgium. His introduction kind of sounds like a PlayStation 1 booting up. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like that the audio is just like, the instruments are like so loud, and then it's just like him talking into like a very low mic. Like, he's <laughs> just singing his stupid fucking. No way! Yeah, singing his weird, like, Family Matters Golden Girls theme song into the fucking microphone. His, yeah, his theme song sounds like it would be played before Alf or some like weird 80s sitcom. <laughs> But it's play before his racism show. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, I don't know what this clip is, but I'm going to play it. Uh, I think this is, yeah, fuck it. Let's see what it is. But I am a black conservative. I'm a black Christian conservative Republican. You're free to define yourself that way. Hold the 100 to the core. Right, and I'm free, and to, I'm so I'm for, free to shed those labels, though. I'm so for right that I made the alt-right look good. Well, I, I mean, I doubt you're a Nazi, but okay. <laughs> Might be. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that interview with? I, I don't know who he's talking to. Kenny, who is he talking to in that interview? He's talking to this guy. I think his name is Michael Wood. He used to be like a Baltimore cop. But he quit yeah. the force, and now he's, like, all about police reform and shit. Uh, 
And, uh, yeah, I was just listening to that on the car ride, and I just heard Jesse Peterson go, might be enough. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Like, what the fuck? It's, uh, that's super weird that he just did that. <laughs> to say that already is to be like, I don't know. I make the alt-right look What's he say? I make the alt right look good or something. Yeah. And then they're like, and then I guess like, well, I mean, you're probably not a Nazi. And he's like, I don't know, maybe I am. <laughs> it's interesting. It's like, I mean, they're like, he's not. I I feel like his realization to like this life of his is like not an accident. Like he actually just genuinely believes this shit. Yeah. And it, the internet's cool and people like him can have a show. <laughs> I don't know, man. It seems uh, unnecessary that this guy gets to be alive still, to be honest with you. <laughs> but he's like, ah, well, I might be a Nazi. I feel like the second you say, even Tucker Carlson hasn't said, I might be a Nazi. <laughs> and that guy yeah. is a Nazi. He is. He's like nibbling around the edges of it, but just yeah, but Lee this Peterson fucking goddamn like, guy is just like, I am a Nazi. I hate black people. That kind of makes him like the saddest person we've covered so far. Yeah, yeah. it's because I don't think anyone else we've covered so far hates themselves so fucking much as much as Jesse Lee Peterson hates himself. And you know what? Like, the more I listened to it and the more I got into, like, his weird self-hatred, the more angry it made me because that's – and I'm an or, I don't know how it is in your experience, but in, in my experience, I have family members that are, like, you know, white-passing Latinos or, like, you know, like me, where they're, like, half, and they very much have that fucking, like, self-loathing thing towards other, like, Latin people. Yeah, man, I mean – Okay, so, like, the Rio Grande Valley is full of these fucking people. Right. Like, there's a very, like, stratified culture there where, like, white-passing Latinos are, like, they are what everyone aspires to be or... Because to them, like, getting to that, like, point of acceptability, they're like, oh, I'm white. Sure. And they're in an insulated culture, so it can certainly feel that way. But if those people, like, I don't know, it depends, you know, but, like, if they go somewhere else, like, it's not likely that that's, that, you know, status holds. Um, I mean, I have, yeah, I, I, so, on my mom's side, I have, like, several cousins that work for, like, ICE, fucking Customs, Border Patrol, like, just shitty fuck, you know, like, it's like, why would you work for these organizations? You know what they're doing. And, like, we have, like, most of my mom's side of the family originally born in Mexico. So it's like, what the fuck happened to you guys? Um, yeah, I have uncles like that who were, like, <clears throat> weird MAGA, like, Trump build the wall people. Yeah. And my grandma was born in, like, Puerto Rico. My grandpa was born in Cuba, and then they immigrated here. My dad and my uncles and my aunts are, like, first-generation Americans. And it's weird to be like, you know your parents came here, right? And they didn't come here fucking – they didn't follow the protocols. They came here illegally. 
and to be like, you know, you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that, right? And then to still be like, ah, I mean, I, it, it's wrong and they shouldn't do it. It's like a very weird disconnect to be like, you it's... come directly from someone who <clears throat> came here for a better life. You've heard the stories growing up. I know because my grandma would tell me the story. She for sure told her fucking shithead kids. Yeah. But like to them, they're just like, doesn't matter. Like I'd send my own mom back if, because they didn't follow the rules. And it's like a very weird mindset to like, they feel like if they do enough. Same thing with like that dude in the valley with like the fucking chainsaw at the protesters. Uh, oh yeah. They feel like dude. if they like show enough, like white people will embrace them. It's like they never will. Those white people will never fucking embrace you because they inherently think you're below them. Yeah. And these people don't get it. I mean, it, but it, it, yeah, there's just like a lot of anti-blackness in general in the Valley. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know. That's uh, kind of a thing in like Latin it, countries though. Where it's like, that? that's kind of a thing in like Latin countries. Where, like, darker yeah. people are treated shittier. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, you add, like, you know, indigenous people as well into yeah. that mix where they're just, like, automatically a lower class citizen. It, it's just, I don't know, man. Like, I have been getting in so many fucking arguments with people from my hometown. And, I mean, these are, like, like a lot of these people are, like, people that, like, I hung out with all the time in high school, but they're all just like, they don't fucking understand. Like they don't get this moment at all. Like, and it's pretty infuriating. Like, yeah, it's uh, yeah. And I think that's what bothers me the most about, <clears throat> I think like he has funny, like verbal tics and like when he goes, <laughs> I think it's funny, Yeah, but also like, with this, I recognize this in so many people that I know. Yeah. And it's like, dude, once you're this gone, there's no fucking convincing them. Like, I have an nope. uncle who, I think I told you, Amador. I have an uncle. He's from, he's from New York. He's, I've been with him when police have, like, fucked with him. Because he's, like, a dark Puerto Rican. Like, he's, like, you know? Yeah. And I've seen him get fucked with before. We were at, like, we were at some, like, we were at, like, a Mets game or something when I was, like, a kid. And I remember he just got randomly, like, fucked with for no reason. Like, he just got searched for no reason. But now he's, right. like, police brutality doesn't exist or profiling doesn't exist. It's like, dude, I've seen you get profiled. <laughs> and I remember that. And the reason I remember that is because I remember him, like, going back to my grandma's house and, like, crying. Because he got yeah. fucked with. And yeah. my grandma having to be, like, he's just tired or something. But I, like, remember that vividly because we were just, like, leaving a fucking baseball game and he got fucked with to now he's just like, yeah, those things don't exist. And it's like, how is that not seared in your brain? You're the one who fucking experienced experienced that. I just experienced it from, like, watching it happen. Yeah, you experienced first person. How does that not fuck with you for the rest of your life in some way? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, man. But I, once you're I, that far gone, you're just fucking gone. There's no. Yeah, man. I had several friends who were like, they're like, yeah, I've, like cops have like looked through my shit, but I had nothing to hide. And it's like, dude, this isn't like you shouldn't 
be like profiled and searched, you know, like what the fuck are you talking about? Like, yeah, of course you had nothing to hide, but like if they wanted to plant shit on you, they could have easily done that. That should make you more mad if you had nothing to hide because then you're just minding your own fucking business. Yeah, because then it was just straight up fucking racial profiling. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I don't know, man. It's just like a thing like listening to this guy. It's like, dude, you're like so far gone. And it sucks because he has like a group of people who are willing to throw money at him to keep him saying this bullshit. 1600 a month, baby. <laughs> well, that's just from pay. I'm sure fucking he's making money from... Oh, yeah. For sure. I mean, he... I don't know. He's selling shirts that say uh, White History Month. Yeah, so, it's... I'm sure he's making a lot of money. Dude, he does have a weird dynamic. So he has two kind of, like, I guess co-hosts, sound guy, and then, like, a sidekick. And one yeah. of the guys is, like, a white guy. And whenever he, whenever he asks that guy a question, he's very much like, "Oh, that's I never thought of it that way, dude. You're very smart and good." And then like the black guy will say something, and he'll just like bust his balls, like you can't even read, you can't talk right, and he just shits on this guy. Yeah. Okay. So, <clears throat> is that just like their running dynamic? Because I listened to one episode, and I'm I, they were talking about like their experiences in school. And the guy, like, his co-host was kind of talking about, like, how, like, when he was in school, like, in Minnesota somewhere, he, like, there wasn't a lot of, like, black kids at this school and, like, all the black girls. He was saying, like, this, his co-host was straight up saying, like, all these black girls were whitewashed. Like, they only wanted to date white boys and they wouldn't date someone like me and, like, it devolved into this, like, weird, like, Jesse just busting his balls and, like, not knowing how to even have a constructive conversation with a fellow black person about this shit. Yeah, and then they have the white guy do, like, segments where he just, you know, talks about news stories. And it's all okay. just, like, basic shit. Like, one of the clips I watched on YouTube was to talk about how racism is not real. And the guy's example was like, uh, you don't hate people because their skin color is different. It's just like, you know, when you, if you go to UCLA and another person goes to USC, you don't like them because they go to a rival thing. It just is like, it's based off like geographical locations. There's nothing to do with race. And he's like, that's a smart and good point. I'm like, nah, it's still stupid to fucking hate someone <laughs> from a different town than you. Like, it doesn't make it better. But for him, he was like, that's good and smart. And then this black guy, he's just always busting his balls. and being, But, I mean, you can't feel too bad for the guy because he signed up for the job. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm going to play another clip before we uh, get too serious and cry. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> oh, so, man. we was in slavery for 400 years. We've been free for about 80 where did you get that? Are you joking? Where did you get that from? Are you been, making a joke right now? You ain't been paying attention. I grew up in Alabama on a plantation under the Jim Crow law. We were free then. You don't sound like it. Yeah, how is that? You're trapped. How, what do you mean I'm trapped? Because you're, you're, you're so busy going with the oppressor. Who are... And there we go. <laughs> That's a good clip because that pretty much explains... 
Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. simply what we were just saying. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, there's, like, plenty of clips of, like, all these black people. Sometimes they just call in and they tear them apart. Like, yeah. because, obviously, like... So, I found a compilation I was looking for and I couldn't find it again on YouTube. Uh, someone put together, like, all of his weird... He has these weird chats, which are bad, because he's... He's not, like, a debate guy. He's, like, a dummy. But yeah. he has, like, these, like, live debates with, like, I guess prominent, semi-prominent uh, community leaders and just people in the community. Mostly black people. And when he is talking to them, uh, he goes, you people. And every guest goes, Jesse, you're black. And they just did a super cut of it together. Of him, like, pointing at the black guest and being like, you people. And then being like, what do you mean, you people? You're black. And then him just, like, getting, like, him essentially going like, oh shit, fuck, what? And just confusing himself. <laughs> but it's, he's, that, he's that Dave Chappelle skit. Yeah, he's Clayton Bixby. <laughs> yeah, he's, that's who he is. Yeah, man, fuck. <laughs> it's, you know what, it, it, it's weird, because I started off my week, as like a lot of us did, with the fucking Chappelle's new special. The fucking, right. like, 30-minute thing, which is, like, very profound and super intelligent. And then to go from that to this guy, who all week long either act like he didn't know George George Floyd's name or called him George Foreman or got it wrong on purpose and is saying, like, that guy was no saint and just being like, you shouldn't resist the rest and then you won't die. To go from, like, it's... It's insane that people like this are allowed to exist. There, there was one clip that I listened to. I didn't. I tried to clip it out, but it wouldn't let me send it for some reason. But uh, just the like callous, like lack of empathy that he had talking about that, where he said, like, he made a joke where when George Floyd was calling out to his mom, uh, Jesse Peterson made a joke about how he was looking down, so his mom would have to reach up to get him. So basically saying. George Floyd's mom's in hell. I was like, how do you fucking watch that? And like, yeah, how do you, how do you make that? See, and that's why that I don't feel, his... that's why I don't feel bad about playing that clip of him going. Rah, 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 yeah. Because I mean, the lead up to person. that, oh, sorry, the lead up to that is they're playing that clip of the uh, white guy who gets killed. Right. And they play the clip, and it's fucked up to listen to, because this guy called 911 for mental... Because he's like, I'm having an episode. I need help. They didn't send right. fucking trained professionals. They sent cops. And this guy's right. freaking out. And, like, clearly having an episode. And the cops have him, their knees on his back. And he's going, ah, and, like, freaking out. And the cops are just, like, mocking him. As he's like kind of losing consciousness, and then him and the him and his sidekicks are just like laughing about it, and then after that the, and then after that they're like, see, no one cared when this guy died and he was white, so that's why you're faking giving a shit about George Floyd, and then he, so it's just like I don't know. Yeah, that whole argument though is so fucking dumb because it's like, wait, like there's like all these like 
white people like and like just weird racist sympathizers like Jesse who are like, look, no one gave a fuck when this white guy died. It's like, wait, you all knew about this and you all didn't do anything about it? Like, Ooh, and that's another you thing, all man. Fucking suck. Chappelle touched on that in his fucking newest thing when he was talking about the kid in Ohio who got murdered. Yeah. And he was like, that happened. And then Michael Brown happened, and that's the one that the media picked up on. You don't know how these things are going to fucking work. So many people yeah. get, like, murdered by police. You don't know which one's going to pick up. New shit's coming out every day now about, like, oh, this guy yeah. was murdered two months ago by cops. For, like, yeah, for, like, every high-profile case, there's probably hundreds of pro- cases that we never fucking hear about. Yeah. People are getting fucking lynched now. They're lynching people yeah. now. And it's, like, and yeah. this guy and his fucking shithead friends are, like, laughing on the radio show about people dying. And then he's fucking saying shit about Nelson Mandela and Malcolm X and Louis Farrakhan being demons. This guy's a fucking demon. This guy's the shittiest guy we've covered, I think. Yeah, he's he's bad. I mean, like, a lot of people rightfully, like, shit on Candace Owens, but this guy is, like, Candace Owens with, like... Well, and I think, arguably, when we do an episode on Candace Owens, I think you can argue Candace Owens is purely a grifter doesn't believe shit she says this guy i don't think it's a grift for this guy i think this guy believes the things he's saying which makes him the scariest guy him and dudes like rush limbaugh to me are the scariest tucker carlson because i don't think it's a grift for them i think they literally believe the shit they're saying which is why they're scarier than alex jones who's just fucking clearly doing a grift clearly is an insane person yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's guys like him and Prager who like build infrastructure for shit like this. Right. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean it's <laughs> You must be stopped. <laughs> yeah. Like one thing that I was thinking a lot about this week, cause like I've been to more protests and I've been like thinking about this lot. It's like, there is, like, the side that Black Lives Matter is talking to, like, a lot of the time I think, like, well, fuck, like, Trump's the president. Like, there's nobody home. Like, they don't, there's not even the same level of discourse because one side saying we're fucking human beings, we deserve to be treated like human beings, and the other side is like, no, your lives are jokes. Right. Like, I don't, like, the hardest thing for me is, like, how the fuck, like, you can't bridge that gap. Like, Trump's not, they don't even take it even remotely seriously. Yeah. Right. You can't. And I mean, Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. So, like, I mean, it, yeah, like, the Republican side is, like, not taking, a lot of them are not taking this seriously at all, especially, like, the Trump wing of that party, whatever it is. Um, and then like you have like Democrats on the other side who like are fucking complicit, like <laughs> because yeah, they yeah. at least know, they know what the fucking thing is and they just like are like, Hey, what if we kneeled for a while? Yeah, you have the fucking whatever the dumb whatever the eight can't wait thing that has weird like coded language in it where it's like 
police shouldn't use force unless they have to. There's all these weird loopholes, and it's like, they already fucking do that, dude. They already yeah. do that. Cops are already like, oh yeah, this kid had a pack of bubble yum, and I thought it was a knife, and I felt threatened, so I shot him. And oops, my body cam was off. I don't know how that happened, but trust me, I was yeah. threatened. The, the, the fucking stupid, empty shit doesn't do anything to yeah. fix that. Yeah, my favorite can't wait uh, proposal is the the verbal uh, the verbal like warning before they shoot you. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, hey, buddy, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot you in the in the face. It's like, okay, so that's that's the reform. Like, right? You just, just tell them before you do it. Like, what? <laughs> I, yeah, like, and their front runner is the guy who wrote the crime bill to put like fucking helped make this entire prison industrial complex like exacerbated it to the point where well, we are here and, and Joe, like, he's, his idea is to shoot people in the leg and not the chest and, and joe's new solution is like instead of prison for people with drug problems we should have mandatory rehab and it's like dude i've been to rehab like five times in my life rehab doesn't work unless you want to be in rehab other than that it's sure. literally prison it's a prison if you don't want to be there if you're forcing someone into rehab who doesn't like, want to go to re? You can't force someone sober. There, there's this clip of Joe Biden. Uh, obviously, I don't have it, but like, he is basically saying, like, I don't care what problems they have. I don't care where, like, if our society created it. Like, we need to get these people off the street. Like, the like, he's very like, almost. I mean, it's still technically a dog whistle, but it's so not like you, he knows exactly who the fuck he's talking about. So for him yeah. to be out there pretending now that he's like, he's in these streets, dude. Well, on our <laughs> on our other shit. podcast, Amador, remember when we did the Lim Bias episode of our other podcast, and I yeah. played that clip at the end of him talking about his his weird ecstasy bill, where he was like, any yeah. anyone who owns a barn where a rave's happening should go to prison for life. Like, you don't get to now be like, I don't know, man. I think we should stop putting people in prison for having drugs. It's like, you want to put a guy who owns a barn in prison because a rave was there. <laughs> he doesn't want to stop sending people to prison. He just wants to shoot people in the leg before he's Yeah, he wants to prison. shoot a farmer who owns a barn in the, le- in the leg of someone that's ecstasy <laughs> with his cows. Get dumb sack of shit. But he can walk like down a ramp. At least that's Joe Biden fucking, can walk down a ramp. Fucking dipshits. Like, that's the fucking shit, is that those are the two parties, and, like, the Democrats are just, like, completely un- incapable of actually responding to the moment, and the Republicans are fucking just batshit insane Jesse Lee Peterson's running around. <laughs> like, yeah. like, what the fuck? Like, it's completely... Yeah, I mean, this is what, like, there's... So, one thing about you know like everything that's going on uh all these protests and uh people posting things that you know like a lot of these things are important they're like petitions stuff like that like but some people are like and don't you fucking forget to register to vote now you know like on a like on like a baseline i'll be like yeah you should vote because people died so you have that right but both of these parties are terrible like yeah and I know like we're getting away from, like, the original topic, but... That's why, insane. like, 
it's so much more important. Like, fuck you, Kiko. <laughs> I'm just gonna call him out. <laughs> it's not if like voting in the general election is like the least fucking important thing. You should yeah. be protesting. You should be. Uh, like finding out like local politics, what's going on in your area. You should definitely be voting in primaries. Like the fact that you're out there the day Joe Biden becomes the presumptive nominee, voter shaming people. Like fuck you. You weren't even involved in the process. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Okay. If I had my say, Shea uh, Guevara would be president. He's still alive, right? He's. <laughs> yeah. Dude, fuck it. Let's let's fucking dig him out wherever he is. And just... <laughs> He just he's just been alive underground this whole time. <laughs> Hello, it's me. Alright, I'm gonna play uh, I, think, hmm? uh, I think that like what we're saying about Jesse Lee Peterson being fucking passionate, like I think that's gonna be every conservative in like thirty years. Like yeah. Jesse Lee's gonna be the moderate guy. Yeah, people like Jesse Lee Peterson are gonna be like moderate, like what fucking dumb <laughs> Like liberals think John McCain is because all the Republicans are going to be QAnon people in like thirty years. <laughs> all right, here's some uh, here's some more clips before we get out of here. Let's see what this one is. Do you remember when President Trump, the Great White Hope? No, Great White Hope. It's just a short clip yeah. because President Trump, the Great White Hope. Is that a yeah. boxing movie? That's a da- that's a Damon Wayne's movie. <laughs> the Great White Hope. <laughs> It's a Damon Lane, Damon Wayne, Sam Jackson movie. You That's... can get a shirt that says "Great White Hope" on it, with Trump's face. Mm. So much to call Damon Wayne's. Then, uh, hey, the Wayne's family, you know what to do. <laughs> Sue this man, Marlon. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna run through these clips real quick because I can't read what they're saying. But here we go. It's 2018 in America. Does racism exist? Absolutely not. And it has never existed. Whoa! It has never existed. Wait, a, whoa, whoa! It's a made up. Who's he talking to in this? Oh, that's Proud Boy founder Gavin McGinnis. Yeah, I knew that <laughs> voice sounded familiar. Uh, fun fact about Gavin McGinnis he wrote a book about uh, Sarah Palin fucking. Who's the guy that Sarah Palin fucked? Oh, god damn it. It's like Who Tim is Hardaway it? or something, right? Uh, Glenn, Glenn, oh, someone, Glenn something. Glenn Rice or Glenn Robinson. Yeah, we, we I were think doing, it was Glenn Rice. We were doing an episode about on our other pod about uh, this New Zealand basketball league. And Amador, one of his things he found in his literature was that Gavin McGinnis like wrote a book about how Sarah Palin fucked this NBA guy, <laughs> which I can't find on Amazon. But I can't find anything he wrote on Amazon because he is a Nazi. More Gavin. Made <laughs> a word. What about the picture in the 60s with the German shepherds on the black guy, the civil rights movement, and the cops, and the, the guy like that? Well, that's because you were having protests. Whenever you could have a protest today, and if people go out of control, you're going to see the same thing. It was just a protest. And you're, you're hearing this from a man. I grew up in Alabama. I grew up under the Jim Crow laws. I went to an all-black school. school. There were signs that said for colors only, for whites only. That sounds pretty racist. Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't racist. It was a law that was brought out by <laughs> And they brought that law into effect, and it separated people by law. But yet, most blacks and whites got along. They knew that all white people were not against black people. It was a law, and people just obeyed the law at the time. 
And when I was growing up, I had to pick <laughs> cotton. The, the guys were taken out. You were born on a have, plantation. Have you ever picked cotton? No, sir. You have not lived until you pick cotton. <laughs> You're being too controversial for me. You're going to get my show taken off the air. It's fun to pick cotton. It's fun. It makes a man out of you. Really? You know, I said once on my radio show that because most blacks are so lazy now, oh, because of the government taking care of them, uh-huh. and then a lot of them are born with single mothers only in the homes, and yes. the mothers don't make them work. And I said, I'm going to take, I'm going to go to Alabama, buy some land, create a plantation, and I'm going to take the blacks back down there to show them how to work and be independent and, and learn, earn their way. And all hell broke loose when I said it. Oh, he's... Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this guy... Yeah, his bond organization is short for bondage. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. This guy is a psychopath. That's fucking crazy. It, it's what? so funny, like... Do you, the only pivot, like, where it's like, oh, it was separate, but, and then, and like, Gavin's like, that sounds pretty racist. He's like, yeah, but it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's just his retort. Is, yeah, it wasn't. I, I really like that his thing is, he said, well, uh, what about the picture in the 60s with the German Shepherd on? He goes, oh, that was a protest. He's like, yeah, but what were they protesting, Jesse? Yeah, no water yeah. fountains. <laughs> like, <laughs> like protests are just when you walk your dog and you like sick it on unsuspecting people out in public. Like that's <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Okay. Let's see what this clip is. Kenny, this better be uh him going oh, again. <laughs> How you doing, Daryl? Good, man. I'm doing all right. It's good to talk to you again, my friend. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. And you want to respond to the biblical question. If I was born in America, but I am not white, am I a minority? Yeah. Interesting question. You know, it, it seems easy to me. Oh, okay. You I know, this fun America was kind of, it's true what people say that America is built by immigrants. Like, before... How is that true? Okay, Albert, real quick. Um, I just want to see what you think is... uh, what he means by that. You think he means something good? Uh, no. Okay. Let's see if you're right. (laughs) Well, before the people from Europe came here, like you say, it was just the Indians hanging out and smoking pot. Right. They weren't building anything. Yeah, they weren't building nothing. And then the people from Europe came over and they... How crazy is that? This guy is... Like, he learned uh, he learned about colonialism from a Mad Magazine. Where he's just like, yeah, the Indians are just smoking weed and hanging out. Well, it's called a peace pipe, Jesse. <laughs> oh, and it's not in this clip, but if you're wondering, uh, do they later talk about that guy, the caller's mom and dad? They do. They yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, this guy um, offers up. Yeah, the caller says like he forgave his mom for making him mad, though. So. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, yeah, I forgave my mom because I felt like she didn't love me as much as... 
like I wanted her to, or some crazy shit. Uh, I don't know if you pulled the clip, but there's this one dude who calls in, and he just like has like a weird like Ninja Turtle voice. He's like, "Hey, dude, it's me. I'm calling in. Uh, yeah, it was I was on my skateboard, and I went to a Black Lives Matter rally, and I yelled at him." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and and like that in that clip, Jesse's just like, "Oh man, you're brave." <laughs> He's like, yeah, "Yeah, dude." And then I went to go see my dad, and he was like, "And then I saw dad some." The beta. <laughs> so, a quick shout out. That was our friend Jeff Stone. Who did <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, uh, dude, I like that. I went to race with some at City Hall, dude. <laughs> went to a protest. And- I thought I was gonna lose my cop job, dude. <laughs> I told my dad I'd forgive him, and he was like, God damn it, God damn it, Jeffrey. And I was like, I forgive you. And then I skateboarded away. <laughs> yeah, I hope he listens to all the episodes and then he gets to this one. He's like, Oh, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> all right, let's see, one more clip. Well, uh, not to oh, be the nope, dead. that's where we play that one. All right, yeah, so I think that's the episode. Yeah. It's a good one. This is going to be a long one, but uh, there's a lot to dive into with this nonsense man, this Quentin Tarantino character of a man. <laughs> I'll say probably the saddest, uh, probably the craziest person that we've covered so far. Yeah, I mean... Yep. It, it started off, like, when I first listened to it, where he was just like, being a ridiculous person i was like this is gonna be funny this is gonna be a funny one and then the more i listened to it i was just like oh fuck this guy this guy this guy is out of his mind yeah um yeah out of his mind but for 26 dollars you could buy a shirt that says your daddy didn't leave you he left your mama whoa really (laughs) why do i have a shirt you could buy yeah his his merch is insane, dude. Like, <laughs> it's just like huge, bold font, and it says the most insane shit. It's like those shirts that you. That sounds like a describe. You know those shirts you buy at like surf shacks and like Corpus or like the beach yeah. that are just like peanut butter and blowjobs and like big font that you buy like yeah. at like like at the beach. So it's like those shirts, but just with like weird conservative talking points on it. Like, not even conservative, just his talking points. Just yeah, like slavery is good and your dad is good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, that's the episode. Remember to uh, rate and subscribe. And uh, yeah, follow us on Facebook and Twitter if we have by the time this one comes out. Um, <laughs> real quick fact. Um, Jesse Lee Peterson, I read this fun fact that when he comes, he said his cum wasn't white enough. So he bleached his cum to make it whiter. <laughs> That's true, because uh, I heard on Dennis Prager's thing that he helps him do that. Yeah, Dennis Prager shoots uh, one of those, a syringe full of bleach into his dick hole. <laughs> but now he's like, it's not white now, it's now it's red. Now I'm just coming blood. Dennis Prager's like, ah, it's God's will. And he's like, I guess since you're white, you you know <laughs> what's best. Fight. You're amazing. <laughs> you're amazing. You're, oh, I'm a beta. <laughs> <laughs>
right. Bye to mail. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening, and goodbye forever. Beta. <laughs> Amazing. 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 Amazing.